Okay. So, we're coming to the end of this Mishnah, which when you read the Mishnah at first, sounded horribly dry, quite not Nagaya, and arcane, austere, and if, if, uh, ephemeral. A feminine, you said? No. That's what it's on your cup. But, uh, but that's a target. Um, but, but, uh, but Lemaisa, it came Mamish, Mamish Negeya, Halachas, Tile, Tile, Halachas, Alufneiver, Yenachazanish, about the, the shikl of the Chachamim by Lufneiver, when it's going to cause Machlekes, Moiridik. Anyway, so we come to the end. So let's, because uh, we're going to need this for a second, let's remind ourselves of. All the balls were juggling in the air. Number one, it's also to sell a behemagasa to an akum because the general fear is chilol shabbos. How can selling your animal lead to chilol shabbos? It can't. It can't because if you finalize the sale before shabbos and belongs to the guy, there is no chilol shabbos and is a hundred percent fine. But what we're worried about is a. You may sell it right by Shkia and then tell it to move. Then you're over on Mechamer. Number two, you may rent. Number three, you may lease or give, lend, a animal to a guy, in which case it is your animal and it is violating Shabbos. Therefore, you know what? We just were mavatal the whole thing. We did say, though, that if you can be rest assured that the guy who's buying it from you is a butcher or otherwise will shecht it rapidly, you don't have to worry about selling it to him. There's no iser to sell it to him because he's buying it to shecht and therefore none of the above will pose a problem. So that was, that was one sugya that we, that we discussed coming out of this Mishnah. In order to prove a side point about this Talia thing, we brought up a whole nother sugya which we'll, you know, we'll touch on again in the future, but it was a very important sugya. One is not allowed to sell weapons to Anakam because Rashi said he's going to use it against Yidin. Ritva said it's a Lifneiver issue as well. One is not allowed to sell weapons to a to Anakam. So that was the, those were the issues we were discussing. The behemoth, did they say, is it just specifically about by tools too, no, because because tools there's there's not a there's not a there's a difference between your animal working on Shabbos and shivisas kalim. Shivisas kalim, which is what you're referring to, is a beishamai issue, and we don't pass it like beishamai. Your cow working on Shabbos, leman yenuach shayricha v'chamirecha. That is, come on, smile. That is a, that is a Isser in the Torah. Like yeah, that's a, a lav in the Torah or an essay in the Torah. Huh? I know, you're, you're seriously, you're seriously no fun. <laughs> you get, I get zero rise out of you. <laughs> like, nothing, the guy goes nuts. <laughs> anyway, can't make fun of him when he's not here. Um, okay, the Mishnah continued that Ben Becerra permitted the sale of a horse. So that's where we're up to now. Ben Becerra, Mater Besus. We are about 10 lines. Nelson's not here, so we can call it 10. Lines down on Tezai and Amadalov. I know it's not 10, but like, for not Nelson being here purposes, it's 10. Um, ben Becerra, Mater Besus. Tanya, 
says the Gemara, Ben Beser, Mater Besos. You know why? Because the type of work that a sus does, i.e., carries people, is not the kind of malacha that is uh, price tagged with a chatas, that is associated with a chatas, and therefore the kind of work that a sus does. Worst case scenario, let's say all of our nightmares come true. You 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 gasp. Lend it to him. You deep breath, rent it to him. You even command it to walk. Worst case, these are our worst fears by Behemagasa, but by a horse. So what? There's no Malacha Deraisa. Worst case scenario, he's carrying the human. We paskin Therefore, there is no Malacha Deraisa involved in a horse. Therefore, we don't need to we don't need to bar the sales of horses. And that is Ben Bisirashita. So uh, again, with something like this, because of the fact that the common Bavli, and I guess in their location, they didn't use horses for for plowing and stuff like that. <coughs> there are horses like that are draft animals that are designated for plowing. Or do we say that because he says so? so it goes according to. Like, yes, I agree. I yeah, I'm probably right. I call it for not a pasik. Yeah, you're right. Okay, so like if you have an animal that's designated yeah. for that thing, yeah, 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 we'll see, we'll see, yeah, yeah. Rebbe Rebbe says, no, it's us. Now, Rebbe could be the Tanakhama or Mishnah, or he could be another Shita. He says, no. Ben Becerra might permit it with a horse. I don't. Why? Says the Gemara, Mipnei Bezdvar. Because of two things. And this is going to be a good comprehensive Chazar of the last one. Echad, Mishim Teres Kalizayim. One, because a horse can be weaponized. So, you're right, I'm not arguing people ride horses, but it could fall under the other category of things also to sell to a guy, weapons. Because a horse can be weaponized, and, and, and sometimes, Yangi, sometimes, not you, that you, sometimes, I mean, you also, <laughs> sometimes a horse can have the same issue as Behemagas. What does this mean? Bishle Materis Klizayan. I understand what you mean that a horse can be categorized as a weapon. Ika, Klizayan. Ika, the Kato Bissichufe. Some use a horse to kill with stomping, which means if you somehow get your enemy to the ground and you get your horse to trample him, then that's a good way of killing. So Rebbe says, I'm not comfortable permitting the sale of a horse because it too can be weaponized. And the, that the Gemara understood without explanation. What's the, what do you mean, Yankee, that a horse can be used for like a behemagasa? Says the Gemara, why? When the horse becomes old and it's incapable of, of trotting for any distance, we allow it, or we put it on the mill on Shabbos, and it's like goes on a treadmill, and, and it powers the mill that, that, you know, instead of water or human power, we use a horse to pedal the mill, and this way that's mamish grinding on Shabbos, and that's mamish amalach on Shabbos. So says Rebbe, horses can also be used for Malacha Dairaisa, therefore Rebbe asters the sale of a horse. Now, the Mepharshim speak out very gishmak. Why do I need two reasons? Because 
if you've been holding cup in the sugya, each reason came with its own heter. And by combining the two reasons, you lose all your heter. So, for instance, we said, if you're selling a behemagasa, it's also to sell a behemagasa. But we said way back in the day that if you do it through a sirsur, if you do it through a middleman, if you do it through an agent who, he, he's not renting it, he's not lending it, and it won't respond to his voices, so an agent obviates all concerns, an agent alleviates all concerns, so we were matter the sale of a behemagasa if you sell through an agent. Over now that Rebbe added in also, then it's because of Klezayin. Sorry, an agent is not a heter because of Klezayin. So by adding in Klezayin, we knock out, we obviate the heter of Sirsor. And we also said that Klezayin, Klezayin would be mutter, would be mutter um, in a case we said last night where the people were selling the weapons protect us. So if it would only be Alzheimer to sell them weapons, it would be only Alzheimer out selling them weapons. That would become mutter if it's a friendly government to protect us. But now that we mix in the Behemagasa problem of selling Behemagasa to a guy is also negated by a horse, that is not alleviated by a government that protects us. So the Mepharshim speak out that by Rebbe crossing and like mixing these two reasons together, that it has the problems of Klezayin, of weapon, and it has the problems of Melchor Behemagasa. So by adding these two together, you knock out each respective heter. That term for Behemagasa don't apply because of Klezayin, and that term because of Klezayin don't apply because of Behemagasa. So by Rebbe mixing the two reasons, he basically ruins all heter, which we find in halacha very often. Sometimes when something is usher for two reasons, you'll never get a heter. I'll give you like a bad example. And it's also to take three steps back in front of some guy behind you and take Shmanasri. But but like there's two reasons. One is because you're gonna stare his tila. Number two is you're interrupting a conversation between him and Hashem. So like you know like any heter that you have is going to be knocked out by the other Israel. Whenever you give two reasons for something, it ruins all heterim. If there's one reason, I could address the problem with my heterim. If there's two reasons, then whenever you find a heter for that reason, you don't find that heter for that reason. So whenever you give two reasons for something, you bop out all heterim. Why can't you sell it to a friendly guy through an intermediary? And therefore you... If because... Okay. because And then you take care of both problems at the same time. You're asking good. I have two caches. Why didn't I think of this cache? And why didn't anyone else I don't know. Let me think about it. It's a good. You sound right. You sound right. Okay, fine. Says the Gemara, Amr Vyechan Allah, Kurbyud Ben Becerra. Rebbe and the Tanakama of the Mishnah, notwithstanding, we paskin like Rebbe Ben Becerra, and it is mutter to sell a guy a horse. One last Gemara, and then we finish with this topic. Ibailu asks the Gemara Shaila, Shar Shalfetem Mahu, a huge, fat, lazy ox. I.e., the kind we eat. Can you sell to a guy? 
because there's, a, there's like an inverse scale. The better something is for work, the worse it is for food. The better something is for food, the worse it is for work. So let's say you have a, an animal that's mamash has zoy fat. So the meat is going to be reasoning marbled. The meat's going to be reasoning soft because literally the guy never lifted a muscle in his life. So the meat is going to be amazing. It's very tempted to shecht. And on the other hand, the, uh, the, the work quotient that you're going to get out of this lazy, fat cow is, is very, very little. I mean, the guy is incapable of, of, of like walking two feet without collapsing. So it seems like the scale is inverse. So is that enough of a heter to sell such a cow mahu. Now, if you're wondering, you're probably wondering about Tesis' kasha and Tesvav HaMedalef. Tesis asks, I don't understand. I don't understand. For two guat now, we've been hacking about this for a couple weeks. That if you can say, if you have a talia, that this animal is going to be shechted for, this animal is going to be sold for shechita. If you have a talia, that this animal is going to be shechted and not used for work, then it's mutter. And then the Gemara goes and asks, then the Gemara goes and asks, well, if it's really, really fat, can I sell it to him? Will he use it for shechita or not? Understand, without it being fat, you're able to say it's going to be used for shechita and sell it to a gun. Now that the Gemara is saying this animal is so fat, it's mamish, useless for work, you now have a shayla? Can I sell it to for shechita? Tesis answers, spoiler alert, the Gemara says a major yusayit at the end of the Gemara, right before the Mishnah, that that is, is very true. Something that is fat and loses weight is super equipped to do much better work than something that was scrawny and wimpy its whole life. So says Tysus, the stakes are equally high in this case. Yes, now it's very tempting to shecht it because it's mamish fat and pretty useless for work. So that raises the stakes, no pun intended, that you want to shecht it to eat. On the other hand, leaving such an animal until it loses weight and becomes back fit in shape will be as that a productive animal, will be something so worthwhile. So I'm really, really, really not sure if you're going to sell the, if you're going to actually shecht it or not. And therefore, the Gemara's bedafka, Tysus explains, asking by a super fat animal. So says the Gemara, mahu. A shar that was super fattened, can you sell it or not? Now, now, we've had two opinions as far as a disabled animal in the mission. The Chachamim say, I don't care if it broke its leg, you're not allowed to sell a behemagas. Rabbi Yehuda said that if it's a behemagasa that is able-bodied, you're not allowed to sell it. If it's a behemagasa that's handicapped, that has a broken leg, you are allowed to sell it. So the Gemara says, do not be tempted to say this falls into that machlekas. I am now going to show you, says the Gemara, that this is a valid shayla in both of those sheets. Says the Gemara, I am asking the shayla from a fat cow in Rabbi Huda's shita that says a broken leg is able to be sold, and 
I am also asking the Shailim, the Rabbonon, that say, you're not allowed to sell a cow, even if its leg is broken. Let me show you how I'm asking this in Rabbi Yehuda. You know Rabbi Yehuda permitted the sale of a Shvura? The Shvura is not on the 1421 or something, I forgot the next number, disabled list. It's on the pup list. It's never going to play. It's gone. So Rabbi Yehuda, when it has a broken leg, says, yeah, you can tell it will never work. The reason why Rabbi Huda is mater to sell a uh, to sell to an akam one with a broken leg, it will never work. Avlahai, this fat guy has no technical problems that are permanent. You put him in a in a weight loss program. <laughs> You give him a zempic, and, and the guy will be fine soon. Avahai, the kimashile, this guy, just wait, just wait. So Rabbi Yehuda, who permits by a broken leg, he can sign on and say that it's Aser. Or I can even go the other way. The Rabbanan who said, no, you're not allowed to sell an animal, even an animal with a broken leg. I don't feel the Rabbanan like Hasri Hasam. You're not going to the reason they 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 assured, the reason they assured by a broken leg animal is because you have an animal with a broken leg. It's a scrawny, useless animal. As no work as you're gonna get out of it, it's still not worth shafting. Meaning fine, you're not gonna get work out of it. But you're going to shech that thing? You're literally not going to get fleshiks if you shech that thing. There is absolutely no meat to eat on that scrawny nothing of a cow. Therefore, I may as well keep it to mate. And therefore, eh, you're going to keep an animal around. We're uncomfortable. So therefore, <laughs> you are highly disincentivized to shech it. But this fat cow, I mean, you could just picture the barbecue. You take one look at this animal, and you think, ah, you, you already get the ketchup. This animal, I'm sorry, 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 I'm sorry. <laughs> Valid horror. <laughs> I, I don't. I'm just trying to be retired, like, you, you know, what, what you would get for a barbecue. But I'm asking, and you should know. I hope I don't offend them. If you do put ketchup on steak, your mother was a bad cook. As I said, man. As I cow, don't waste them hamburgers. That you take the mommy for this. This, this you, you stay for steaks. I will high the stomach of the kai. This animal is is like it's a layup. You shech this thing. I feel the rabbon and sharu. So says the Gemara, now that I qualified it, my Shaila is a full-fledged Shaila. It is not pigeonholed anywhere. An animal that is super fat, can you sell it to a guy or not? Tashma. Dhamr Yudamr So the Gemara brings a Raya from a Maisa that happened in Beis Rebbe, and we're going to try to extrapolate from this Maisa some halachas. Shil Beis Rebbe, 
so in the olden days, the governor, this was not a religious thing. This was not a religious thing. It was a, it was a tribute. It was, you know, like a shakedown. That at certain times of the year, the governor, the mayor, whatever you want to call it, the guy, would say, Nu Shteltsu. You know, was, give me a matana. So, you know, they, they were very classless in those days. They would knock on your door and on the matana. But like, you know, as pasnish, and it was around their holiday, they would, they would, Avada use it to enjoy their holiday, but it wasn't a religious thing. So this, the Mepharshim speak out, this has nothing to do with the first ten blood of the Mesechta, Lifnei Dei and Avedi Zara, Shechti, nothing to do with that. It was simply like a pride thing that they would get a nice fat presence from a Jew, and they would, they would actually shecht it, they would actually eat it on their holiday. Not a religious thing, a pride, a, a, a gishmak, you know, it would, it would feel good. So shall base rabbi, you makriven shar shall patem b'yemidah. They would basically collect, they would shake down Rebbe's house for a good fat cow on their holiday. Again, not a religious thing, even though you would have no reason not to think that from the sentence. I mean, Yemidim has a lot of connotations. So Rebbe was very, very, very committed to not doing this. Ad Kedekach, he was willing to spend a ton of money much more than the value of the cow to get out of this tribute to the king. Chas or Dalad Rivivin, he would lose 40 grand. Shein Makrivinai say Ayyan. He would say to listen, you can have the cow. Here's 40,000 cash. Don't check it today. It takes away a lot of the satisfaction. Of course, they can't say no to 40,000 cash. I mean, the whole cow maybe costs $1,000. Uh, 40,000 cash? Okay. Then, the next day, here, I'll give you another 40,000. Don't actually sacrifice it at your holiday. Again, not a religious thing, just a cool thing. Bring it to the holiday feast dead already. And, and you know what? Once, once you have 80 grand, and it's as they water down, you're not even going to do it on the day of the holiday. I bribe you not to do that. You're not even going to have a good live cow marching in ceremony. I paid you off not to do that. You know what? For another 40 grand, I'll give you, just drop the whole ceremony. And then, and then, Chaser, Dalad Rivivin, another four, 10,000, in English, 40 grand. Shein Makarivin, I say, Kaleker, you know what? Here's another 40 grand. Don't do it at all. So now, we're, for whatever reason, focused on the fact that they said, don't shecht it, don't shecht, don't bring it live, bring it dead. Ah, so you see, even though it's fat, Rebbe didn't even want it around for one minute. So you see, even a fat cow is also to sell tanakum because he may keep it around and it's a violation of the gzairah. Says the Gemara, says the Gemara, my time off, why was Rebbe willing to spend so much money to stop this? Because maybe they'll keep around this fat cow for extra time. And you see it's Aser, even though it's probably not going to work. It's going to be shechted. It's still Aser to sell him a, a, a fat cow. And that's why he paid for it to be killed first. Says the Gemara, I don't understand. 
one of the other bribes was to keep it around for an extra day. So you see these bribes had nothing to do with fixing the, the problem of selling a behemagasa to a guy. According to your reason, why would Rebbe pay him to keep it around for an extra day? If you're worried about the problem of selling behemagasa to a guy, to keep it around for an extra day would exacerbate the problem. To keep it around for an extra day is exactly what we're worried about, exactly what we're trying to prevent. So if Rebbe was taco trying to satisfy your din, that even a fat cow is ushered to be sold to a guy, then why would he pay extra for it to be alive for a day? You know what Rebbe's doing over here? Rebbe's smart. Rebbe has extra money, and he's playing the long game. Rebbe wants none of it. But if you would go to the guy who knocks on your door, say, you know what? Just drop your whole stupid ceremony. The guy would, A, not listen, and B, there may be repercussions. So Rebbe's smart. Ah, what a beautiful ceremony. Here's 40 grand, chill for a day. Here's 40 grand, kill it before you bring it. And you know what? Here's 40 grand to be Mavapa thing. Rebbe was in this for the big picture. Rebbe was playing the long game. Rebbe wanted the ceremony abolished. So don't read into any of the intermediate steps that Rebbe said, kill it first, wait it first. That wasn't Rebbe's, that wasn't Rebbe's game here. Says the Gemara, says the Gemara, El Rebbe Mi'akir Milsaboy. Rebbe wanted the whole Takana uprooted. And he said, <coughs> I will get it uprooted little by little. And that's what Rebbe did. Period. So we don't have to worry. You can't read in anything into what Rebbe did. So it's not a riot. Okay. So basically, we had a Shiloh. Took us a while to ask the Shiloh. Can you sell a super fat cow to a guy? Is it part of the problem or not? We failed to bring a proof. Says I don't understand. Why? And we know the answer to this already. We, we spoiler alerted it in the beginning. But the Gemara has to ask him. You said it's also to sell a fat cow to a guy. Now, the only reason it's also to sell a guy is because he's going to do work with it. A fat cow is incapable of working. So what exactly is the problem here? Why would you need to? Why would you, why would you be also to sell a cow to a guy? Says the Gemara, Really? You think if you put this fat cow on a diet, if you wait it, not W-E-I-G-H-T, W-A-I-T, if you wait, it's going to get healthy and do work? Yes, sir. Zvida once told me, a cow, if you wait for it, and you put it on a diet, and you rehabilitate it, and you give it physical therapy, train. he will do one double. He will do double the amount of work, which means, if this cow is used to carrying around double its weight on its frame, and then it loses its excess weight, don't you think it will be so much more effective at pulling a plow better than a regular old thin cow? This cow... Its knees are equipped to carry around double the weight. Its shoulders are equipped to carry around double the weight. You put it on a diet, and then you harness that power, no pun intended. Then you're going to have a doubly effective cow. 
So therefore, says more, that's why my shaila is a shaila, and we never got an answer for the shaila. And now we completed this sugya of Behemagasa, very gishmak.